Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I am Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and I want to thank you so much for being connected on today. Listen, we are excited to have you a part of this podcast every single week. We want to download information that we believe will be a blessing to you as you continue to emerge and be the leader God has called you to be. I want to thank all of you, first of all, for sharing this podcast with friends and family alike all around the world. It is our desire to reach over a million people who desire to be leaders, people who will be culture shifters and shakers who are going to help us become organizations to go to the next level. So I want to thank you. Listen, I'm so incredibly, incredibly thankful for all of you that continue to share and make certain that you subscribe, tell everybody to subscribe and do this for me. Follow me on social media at Joseph Walker three on Instagram. Make sure you do that. That's how we stay connected. And we want to continue to bring content that we believe can be a tremendous blessing to you. Now we also want you to go to Joseph Walker three dot org where you can get all of our books and we've written on leadership quite a few of them and i hope that you will be blessed by that and uh, we certainly appreciate it today i want to get into a very interesting topic and something that i'm very passionate about and talking about reimagining your leadership model leading from the middle now what does this come from uh, i've written a book entitled leadership and loneliness the last chapter of that book uh, deals with this whole area of reimagining our leadership, leading from the middle. Because what I want to share with you today is that once you reposition yourself in your organization, you will be amazed at how much more efficient, how much more successful you will become. Now, so oftentimes we focus on who we're leading. We focus on that we're leading. <laughs> but we don't necessarily focus on how we're leading. I think it's important for us to make that mental shift today because no matter who you're leading, no matter that you're leading, <laughs> if you don't develop the proper skill sets of how to lead, you won't be leading anybody for much longer. Time and, and, and things change and the way in which we lead has to be reimagined. I've seen so much in my leadership career of how people have develop different models over the years. And now when you begin to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in culture and the world and how people relate to leadership, it is incredibly important that we make serious redactions regarding our models of leadership so that we can maintain a level of effectiveness. I'm going to give you a few principles that I believe can help you become a better leader, help you lead from the middle. Let me open up by saying I, I saw Tyler Perry do a interview and I'd sent in my book on leadership and loneliness, and I heard him talk about lead from the middle, lead from the middle. Most people who are effective at high levels today are learning to lead from the middle. And why is that important? Because too much distance 
can cause dissonance and disconnection. You see, we often subscribe to that hierarchical model of leadership, which implies over, under, under, over. And so we put it on an org chart. And most times when people engage the organization, the first question they ask is, who's over me? Who do I report to? That has a tremendous asset added value, but it doesn't necessarily produce the kind of community creativity that's necessary for the organization to thrive. What I'm arguing today, I want you to really hear this, is that you as a leader, if you are constantly way ahead of the organization, I'm leading, I'm out here, I'm ahead, I'm leading ahead, you're never going to really understand the different dynamics that may be occurring in your organization from time to time. Having your finger on how people are feeling, uh, what they're saying, their suggestions, how they view you, how they view what's going on, it's going to be significant in terms of you moving the organization where it needs to become. Let me tell you something. I know what it's like sometimes to lead so far out front that you turn your organization over to people and end up having to go back and correct, <laughs> go back and fix stuff because you end up with people speaking on your behalf, things you never said. So you've got to learn now how to lead effectively from the middle so that there's no disconnect, no dissonance that I can feel and hear and sense what's happening in the organization as it continues to grow and the people who I lead can feel and sense where I am as well. I know them and they know me. The second thing that's equally as important is don't be afraid of collaboration. Now, you know, you've been following me for some time. I've written in all of my books, particularly No Opportunity Wasted, man, Leader Shifts. I've written in those books, The Power of Collaboration. The collaborative model of leadership affords us an opportunity to tap into the creativity that's in our organization. Hierarchical models don't do that. Because when people are on the low end of the totem pole in a hierarchical model, they often are constricted by the system, which does not allow them to speak up, to share thoughts, to share concerns. But the folks who are on the proverbial low end of the totem pole are the folks who oftentimes are engaging your consumer. Those are the people that know what the people are saying in the hallways and et cetera. So you want those people at the table. So when you begin to steward vision, those folks can tell you, what the people's needs really are, what the people have been saying. This is why Jesus makes this huddle one day. It's a collaborative model. Notice, imagine Jesus in the middle and the disciples circling him. Jesus says, watch this, who do men say that I am? <laughs> right? Because what he wants to do is give a model of collaborative leadership. Of course, he is the son of God. He's omniscient. He knows all things, but he's doing this to help us understand that you need to hear what people are saying and feeling around you. Don't be so far out there where the dissonance and distance is so great. And don't be so far out there where you rob yourself of the beauty of collaboration. You don't have to be an intimidated person. You can be a person who says, I welcome thoughts and ideas of people who can help my organization become what it needs to become. Now, here's the third thing. 
you gain greater empathy from the middle. I'll reiterate this point that when you're in the middle, when you're able to be a part of the community and not just brag about being the leader, you're able to get a sense of understanding what people are dealing with. For example, when you just leave from the front, you look at a person's productivity based simply upon how they meet certain measurables and et cetera. And that's fine. But the problem is you oftentimes lose sight of the humanity of the people to whom are working with you. So if a person has come through a situation, their husband may be fighting cancer, their child may be having difficulty in school, their mother may be in the hospital, and they're going through incredible financial strain. And that person is going through a season where their work is a little off, and they historically have been incredibly effective, one of your top producers, one of the people that have been on their A-game, and now they begin to slack. If you're not aware, have a sense of empathy about what they might be dealing with personally, and you begin to execute you know, plans around their ineffectiveness and saying you know, something you're not doing, step up, you're not doing this, but you're not concerned, then that means you don't have empathy. You see, what I've learned in ministry in particular, that I've learned as an effective leader, I can't just be concerned about the gift of the person. I've got to be concerned about the person. What I mean by that is just we oftentimes, oh, this person can sing so well, this person can preach so well, and we just get so enamored by the gift that we forget that that's a human being. That person has struggles and challenges and all kinds of things. And so it is important, like really important, that we absolutely care about the people that we are part of. You look at this in a broader sense uh, of empathy. There are people who want to do work in underserved communities, people who say, how can I help? And some people who, who say, I don't really understand what those communities are feeling. Well, it's because you haven't been in those communities to understand it. Get in there. It gives you empathy. I have a friend of mine who we're planning a trip. He's never taken a tour of the hood perspective. He's never gone in and seen food deserts. He's never seen the things that I've told him about. And I have a sense that once I show him what I've been telling him, the empathy goes to a whole nother level. He begins to understand systemic things that impact people of color's lives. So it is important, whatever you lead, however you lead, to make certain that you truly, truly stay in the middle to gain empathy. But here's the next principle. Overlooked talent is discovered in the middle. There's some extraordinary people who are connected to you. People who are just sitting there with incredible talent and gifting, but oftentimes they're not asked to do anything other than what their job description tells them to do. Move this can, empty this, take this, sit here and give this report. When in fact, if you will create a climate of collaboration, you might discover some talent you never knew you had. So often we we look at going around the world, trying to find this and trying to find that. When in fact, what you're looking for can be right in the midst of your organization. When you lead from the middle, man, that's where you look first because you realize that you've been surrounded by some amazing people. I'm blessed as a pastor of an amazing church to know that there are people among me 
that I can elevate in seasons of transition. That is a tremendous blessing, man, to be able to know that you got some great talent just sitting right there, that you don't have to always look 3,000 miles away, but you can look literally at three feet away. <laughs> that is the blessing. So make certain that what you do is to begin to think about all the talent that's around you, all the people that's sitting over there quiet. You never know how they can contribute and be a tremendous blessing to your organization. Now, here's the deal. You have to deal with the assumptions about who you are, and those are often clarified in the middle. When I wrote in Leadership and Loneliness, one of the things that attributes to loneliness is the idea that leaders are often misunderstood. The reason why leaders are misunderstood because there are assumptions that are leveraged at us by people based on their own historical experiences. If a person has a preconceived notion about who a pastor is, what pastors should do, then they bring those assumptions into play when they encounter you. So as a consequence, watch this. You have to spend your time deconstructing those assumptions and helping people understand the uniqueness of who you are. That's what I've had to do as a leader. I've had to individually speak to people and just say, I'm not like what you thought I should be. I'm uniquely who I am. It may break the mold of everything you thought a bishop was, a pastor was, but this is who I am called to be. You have a certain uniqueness, and people need to understand that. Rather than sit back and lament, they don't understand me. They don't get me. Oh, I'm just out here by myself. Go in there and help people get clarity about who you really are. When they see your heart, they see you as a human being. They see you as a person that's accessible, the person that hurts like they hurt. It is amazing how that can transform the relationship that you have within your organization. I want you to really pay attention to this. People need clarity concerning who you are because if people cannot trust you, it's going to be difficult to get things accomplished. I tell people all the time, once people know your heart, they'll trust your hand. Here's a great opportunity from the middle, no matter what sector you're in, to make certain that people around you don't see you as just a taskmaster, a robot, some kind of superhero, but they see you as a real live human person. I promise you, that'll be a blessing to you. Here's another thing I want you to think about. Your organization functions as we rather than me. When you're not leading from the middle, it's always a me, 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 me. It's always about what certain individuals are doing. That's why people burn out because it's individualized leadership. But when you are leading from the middle, it's we. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse one says, therefore seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy and we faint not. This is a powerful declaration Paul makes in regards to leadership and how we steward the vision together. Don't try to do all of this by yourself. When you do that, you develop a culture whereby there are people in your organization, your managers and others are carrying everything by themselves without wanting to share any of it. You have got to be willing to share some of this. You have got to be willing 
to collaboratively open up and share some of this so that the load will not be so heavy for you. I believe that when you begin to think about ministry and your vision and whatever you're trying to do from a we model, I believe you'll get more done. It has been said, and I agree, that dream work takes teamwork. It is a fact that that is something that will continue to help your organization move forward with great efficacy. Moses had to learn that the hard way. In his dysfunctional model of leadership in Exodus, and Moses is bragging about people come to me and they bring me this and they bring me that, and I decide and I determine and I do this. And, and he had to realize that he needed some help. The work was too great for one man. He needed some armor bearers. He needed some people to share in ministry. And the problem is, in our organizations, we have more pallbearers than we do armor bearers. People who are contributing to the dysfunctional model, leading us straight to our grave because we have burnt out, stressed out, and we have nothing else left. But when you have people who are armor bearers, Aaron and her, people that will hold up your arms, help you carry some of this stuff, it will be a tremendous blessing to you, to them, and to the organization. The final thing I want to pour into you today is that your, listen, this is so important, your organization needs to hear this. You create a climate of transparency and trust when you lead from the middle. Now, I want you to really hear my heart. When I wrote that book, Leadership and Loneliness, I realized that trust was a difficult part in any organization to achieve. People are not likely to trust quickly. It takes time to build up trust. But when you lead from the middle and you're transparent and you're honest about how you feel, you're resetting expectations, you're helping people to understand the narrative regarding who you are and they got great clarity concerning that, it becomes an amazing organization now because people trust each other with the weight of your stuff. I can trust you to be honest with me. You can trust me to be honest with you. You don't want an organization filled with dysfunction, deception, distance. You want one where there is truth and transparency. This is how you get to a place of trust. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to really understand the power of leading from the middle. As you reimagine leadership models in your organization and everybody's resetting, everybody's refocusing on what we need to do, as you reimagine what that looks like, I want you to really, really, really zone in on this idea that no longer can you lead from way out front. Nobody knows you. Nobody can feel you and sense you. And neither can you feel or sense the people that you lead, but that you are determined to lead from the middle. This is Next Level Leader Podcast. And this is the kind of strategy that will help you become a better leader. If you want to hear more about this kind of strategy, I've fleshed it out a lot more in my book, Leadership and Loneliness. It's out there on Amazon. Go get your copy. Wherever books are sold, go get it. Go get it. Amazon or go to josephwalker3.org. 
share this podcast with somebody who needs it. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for spending this few minutes with me. I hope it's been a blessing to you. And I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.